Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. To Man on the Post podcast. I am your host. I'm back in the chair this week. I'm producer Ross, and joining me as always, Adam and Colin. And we've got Greg back with us for uh, occasionally. He's been on the podcast this season. Welcome back, gentlemen. Hi there. Hello. Uh, so let's jump straight into Premier League football from yesterday. And I, I want to start with the evening kickoff: uh, West Ham three, Liverpool one. Uh, it didn't start well for Liverpool. Uh, two down. Da- two down after ten minutes. Got some uh, Winston Reed and Sacco with a lovely. Was it a shot or was it a cross? Do we think? I think it was a shot personally. I think it was a shot. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Placed lovely over Mignolet, and the defenders just stood there and watched it fly in. And I think it was as Edward Valencia tried to claim it as his, but it already crossed the line. Um, Sterling. And he didn't touch it. <laughs> no. That was another problem with him trying to claim it. His two big reasons why it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had a good old celebrate anyway. Sterling scored an absolute thunderbolt, which uh, led to some really good um, photoshops today of Bar- uh, Balotelli jumping up in the air, looking like he's sitting on various things. And then um, Al... Al- the Al- is hilarious, though, is it? oh, it's, it's what it's made for, isn't it? Photoshopping? Yeah. <laughs> How else will I share this with the world? <laughs> So, Colin, yeah, your Liverpool title winners this season. Three losses in the first five games. It's not looking so good, is it? <laughs> no. Um, Whereas... <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, I mean, I've also got a soft spot for West Ham, and I've said that I thought West Ham would do okay this year. Mm. Um, so, I sort of feel slightly vindicated by that. But, yeah, I've got Liverpool completely wrong, haven't I? Um, so, one just, of your fixes offsets the other one. Yeah, so I'm about evens. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's it just looks like Liverpool are getting worked out now, doesn't it? And and I think the fact as well that Liverpool have probably come back off the first Champions League game in years. Mm. That'll have tired them out physically, mentally. And I think Sam Allardyce alluded to this in his post-match interview. I think he just thought, do you know what? Liverpool are here for the taking. And he's absolutely spot yeah. on. Back yeah, three, back five were appalling, weren't they? Do you know what I think as well? Like, obviously, obviously, I wasn't wasn't here last week to discuss this with you guys, but there's a chance that just Rogers is maybe trying to be a bit too clever for him for his own goods, especially in that Villa game. What were, he hasn't got storage, mm. and he decides to rest Sterling. Yeah, why? <laughs> Villa started the he, season like house on fire until yesterday. Play your best team. Just. Just trying to be, be a bit too, bit too clever, a bit too... Uh, tr- trying to throw too many curveballs. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, though, I mean... Um, I think at the end of the day, as you say, they've lost Sturridge for now. Obviously, they've lost Suarez. And I think I thought that with the players they brought in, that would make up for the, the loss of Suarez. But... I think what's happening is that Suarez was at such a high tempo, such a high work rate. It was a handful for the opposition. I think they've lost that and they still haven't made up for it. And no. So with Sturridge out as well now, their key man's Gerrard. And he's, he's getting marked. And he's not been able to sort of throw those passes around. Sorry, Colin, you said March. Did you mean old? Yeah, his legs went about three years ago. I, mean, well, I, I feel so sorry for him watching him run around the pitch now. Or trying to run around the pitch anyway. I was going to say, Ross, you said run. Did you mean hobble? <laughs> it is look a, like a hobble, isn't it? It's kind of downplaying um, West Ham's performance. Though. I thought they were excellent. Exactly. They had a yes. lot, lot less possession than Liverpool. They're so effective. Completely agree with you. I was really, imp- I was really impressed with um, with uh, Ed Valencia, even though he tried to, to steal that goal. Um, <laughs> he, he kind of struck me as being a, a, a slightly 
maybe slightly expensive and perhaps a bit of a um, bit of a mistake a mistake signing after a World Cup, sort of like a Al Hadj Juf. Yeah. But at the moment, he looks. The comparison I used was that at the moment, with this, his mix of pace and power, he looks like every time I got destroyed by my housemate in, on FIFA 09 with John Carew. <laughs> but he's even wearing claret and blue as well. <laughs> Just to read my bit in a bit it's, more. It's almost a flashback. <laughs> it's probably fair to say that uh, Enna Valencia is, is better than Carlton Cole. <laughs> Big claim. England's, <laughs> England's Carlton Cole. <laughs> don't go throwing claims like that about Willy Nilly Colin. <laughs> it's a dangerous game to play. The internet printed English in ink. Colton Cole. Don't you mean English Colton Cole? The two very different things. No, he's, he's got a cap, hasn't he? Bollocks. He has, I'm sure. I'm, I think he has. I think he has Sigur a cap. Or... Carlton. If he's got a cap, I'm going to seriously consider. <laughs> Renouncing my citizenship. <laughs> he's got, oh no, he's, gonna, he's got seven caps. Oh my god! <laughs> Guess how many goals? No, seven caps, Adam. England caps. Yeah. yeah, seven England caps. Full England caps as well. No goals. Against whom? <laughs> he, he made his full international debut against Spain in two thousand and nine. <laughs> Where, where he rounded the keeper and missed an open goal. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds legitimate. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm also an independent Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> no, let, let's move on. Um, just, just, just one thing as well, Ross, before we do move on, can I just say, um, I didn't think Balotelli deserved a yellow card for that challenge on Adrian, the goalkeeper. Even did I. I. No. He was just chasing the ball down. Adrian was fucking around with it in his own box. That's what happens. And Balotelli did well not to... So, so much so much anger in your voice then, Ross. <laughs> Keepers fanning around in a box. If they get tackled by a striker, then they get, they get everything they get is deserved fully. Just fucking clear it. He was... Arguably, you could make an argument that he was lucky to stay on the pitch, Adrian. Mm. There was one... He was a little bit naughty... I think sticking he did the footballer's head part, didn't he? Yeah, he just he had a quick look and then uh start, his leg doesn't need to be that high. No. I think there might have been something in that. Do not think he decides not to leave it in there at the very last minute. Because it's Balotelli. Oh, yeah. I don't think he Killing. actually makes any contact. It, the second one no. was on Barini, wasn't it? Mm. And uh, yeah, I think I think Balotelli, Balotelli only got booked in the first instant just because of his name. Just because of his yeah. reputation. Yeah. Really agree. Uh, let's move up north then. Newcastle 2, Hull 2. Did not start well for Newcastle. 2-0 uh, down uh, early in the second half to uh, Jelovic. Thunderbolt strike. And Mohamed Diami with an excellent strike as well. Two in a week for him. Papasise. Uh, maybe he's uh, saved Pardew's job for another week. Two guys off the bench. I can't help but feel that can't help but feel that this result has really fucked about some sh- some printing company in Newcastle. <laughs> I reckon as, the, as they went 2-0 down, he cancelled the order for 10,000 posters, then these won't be needed. They'll be sorted by, by 6 o'clock. And then had to phone up again, all contrite with his tail between his legs, going, yeah, about that order. <laughs> oh, they've got vans now. Still. They've got vans now, as I showed us earlier. <laughs> Madness, this campaign to, to get you out. Yeah, what next? A plane. Well, the aeroplanes, isn't there? Yes. Who's <laughs> <laughs> getting in contact next. with that Man United fan? <laughs> Sometimes things are so bad you skip the vans and you just go. Well, I suppose bookmakers were getting the vans out for more, weren't they? Yeah. Newcastle did get in touch with Paddy Power. <laughs> Pardew's hanging on, isn't he? And uh, he's, I tell you what, he's giving it a good fight. He's He's. He's not walking away, is he? He's, he's bang up for he, this. He is bottom of the league. <laughs> not sure how much of a fight that is. And having a pop at Robbie <laughs> Savage. Yeah. If you're going to have a pop, <laughs> if that's the one person you think you can take on in the world of football, then I think your your day's done, if I'm honest. Yeah. 
Time to move on. Yeah, it's not looking good for them, but just look at Shambles at the back. And I mean, they're creating chances, Newcastle, but like Riviera and um, Cabello have just not found the back of the net yet, and it seems to be really affecting them. But I don't know. Well, well this is the thing. They had twice as many shots and twice as many attempts mm. as Hull did. So I, I, I think Newcastle will be okay. And I hope Pardew stays on. He's good at entertainment, isn't he? It's like Thatcher versus the Miners. And the Miners are sackpardew.com <laughs> with all the posters and the banners. And there's just one guy there saying, no, nah, I'm not giving in. No, nah, <laughs> no, nah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I've got all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say all day, I mean eight years. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's two points drop for Hull, definitely. They, they were dominated in that game, I think. Even though Newcastle had more chances, Hull just looked the better team. Um, QPR two, two brilliant goals two. by Hull as well. Just to quickly touch on that. The quality of the oh, yeah. goals. Yelovich's. Fantastic. It's amazing, wasn't it? And then, yeah, that, that strike from Diarmi. He loves one from that range. <laughs> but yeah, QPR two, Stoke two. Back and forth game, this one. Nico Cranchard, the big debate rages on in football. Does he train or doesn't he train? Let's have a quick thoughts, Adam. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, it's, the question is, do you think Redknapp is a liar? <laughs> and I think obviously not. So he always trains. Colin, does he train? I've I've not even heard this story. Oh, so. right. <laughs> it was the post-match interviews on Match of the Day yesterday. Uh, what they asked Nicky Crenshaw first if he ever practices free kicks, and he said no, not really. I'm and not then, really allowed. To, I was really happy with it. I'm not normally allowed to take free kicks. I don't haven't been practicing <laughs> that much this week. And then cuts to Redknapp. He practices them all the time. He's always putting them in from there all the time <laughs> in training. I was really happy he was taking it. <laughs> Redknapp's not even at training. He doesn't know. <laughs> I'm saying now he's a liar. Greg, what do you think? Oh, Harry Redknapp is such a liar. <laughs> <laughs> he really, he really is. Cause there he... we go. Uh, Unless maybe maybe Nico Cranchas really confused. Maybe maybe he's so keen on getting Cranchas because Cranchas the guy who gives him his bacon roll every morning. And he can't. He, by the time Redknapp turns up, he goes to Nico. He goes, "What have you been up to? <laughs> Doing those free kicks, and I all the bloody time." And then he just forgot that Redknapp might see this. Decided to be honest. <laughs> and now he's been fined two weeks' wages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Tom had a particular point about Rio Ferdinand in this game, didn't he? He, he had a shocker and he's not been great this season at all. And it's, it's time to hang up the boots, isn't it, for Rio? Stick to wearing baseball caps, I think. And Brighton, books. <laughs> Hashtag two sides. <laughs> <laughs> writing um, books <laughs> Go, uh, don't yeah write right, books. I might have been a bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, Aston Villa nil Arsenal 3 3 goals in th- 4 minutes Ozil well back in a lovely own goal from Sissoko was it 3 minutes 20 seconds yeah that's that's efficient that is just Collapse. wrapping a game up in 200 seconds <laughs> yeah that um funny how when you play Ozil as a number 10 he looks quite good isn't it yeah strange who would have thought that <laughs> why has no one thought of doing that before <laughs> uh, debut goal for Danny Welbeck for Arsenal he almost uh, missed he probably wasn't in the face but kind of went in off his head and shoulder so they all count just uh, again we didn't get uh, uh, being away last week didn't get much chance to talk about this but I learned that you, you guys all every will talk up Daniel Sturridge and talk down Danny Welbeck, but according to Opta Joe, they've got exactly the same chance completion rate. Really? Yeah, Danny Welbeck's the one who can't finish. Mm. It's because he looks less like a footballer to me, I think. I think they're different types of goal scorers, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I think that's it, Greg, actually. Sturridge is more of an eye for the spectacular, the ones that you remember, I think. Yeah. Villa, though, bubble burst after a great start to the season. Uh, they're obviously still in fair place, but they didn't look like they were ever going to get anything out of this game, I think. The early chances went astray, and after that, it was all Arsenal. 
I think on Arsenal as well, I think you can see a partnership developing with Welbeck and Ozil. And I think Ozil should have a better season than last season because I think, apart from occasional glimpses of brilliance, I'd say he was a little bit average for the for the amount of money that Arsenal paid for him. So I'd expect him to have a better season um, this year. And just on Aston Villa as well, I'm not liking Roy Keane's beard. I know, Ross, you're a fan of the beard. but Lambert's is worse. Lambert's is worse, yeah. They're, they're, they're not, tramp. They're think, committed to Trump. Lambert... Do you reckon Lambert's grown his to try and impress Roy? Definitely. Yeah. Like how, like how in um, in the American Office when Michael grows his goatee because he because <laughs> he helps my, he helps Ryan and Ryan's got one. <laughs> yep, spot on. There, there was a moment in that match where, when it had gone three 0 down, there was just Lambert and Roy Keane staring on the bench, and I just thought if you just put can of special brew in each of their hands <laughs> they just look like two angry tramps on a park bench so that's their faces <laughs> go on one of them yeah. very smartly dressed the other one in the tracksuit you, you talk big Colin but <laughs> King's beard annoys me it doesn't draw out of his sideburns it's not a complete beard I don't know I don't know why that no. annoys me so much I reckon he's he grows done it that how to annoy people <laughs> yeah he's done that to annoy you <laughs> Beard purists. <laughs> exactly. Um, I went to bed when Burnley Sunderland started a match of day. Anything happened in this game? I turned the TV over. over. <laughs> I turned it I. Colin, our last hope for Burnley Sunderland. No. <laughs> okay, Swansea nil, Southampton one then. Uh, Victor Wanyama yeah. with a goal. I turned off this one too. <laughs> Decent strike. Wolfram Burnley. I stayed a... around to watch this one. Awful red card for Burnley. That tackle would yeah, have been a red card on its own, wouldn't it? Possibly, yeah. Two foot uh, pincer movement, as Martin Keown called it on Matthew today. My favourite bit was was then having um, Neil Lennon talk up Wanyama because obviously he signed him for yeah like, wherever it was and then sold him for however many million pounds, but completely negated the fact that even when he scored that goal, he looked like he couldn't really play football. No. <laughs> it's a completely heavy touch, wasn't it? Yeah, doesn't really look <laughs> under control. I'm just going to put my toe through it. <laughs> yeah, I think it was quite a poor keeping for Fabianski for that goal. He didn't really dive. He kind of just tumbled to one side. I don't know. I've got an issue with goalkeepers at the minute. But, um, yeah, you well expected. You remember all this at the start of the season, or Southampton in crisis, losing all the players? Mm. What's Not going on? <laughs> Some certain members of this podcast you're talking to the wrong two guys here Colin <laughs> right but they're second yeah uh, and and they're, they're second jointly with Aston Villa <laughs> it's very yeah. strange the best bit is if you carry on your, your story of people suggesting that Southampton would struggle another one of those very same members also tipped Villa to go down <laughs> I think there's a reason he, why he's not on tonight's podcast. <laughs> has he been on the podcast this year? One, he I claims think, he's he? at work, but Ross has just fired him. <laughs> well, the secret's out. Although he won't listen, so you'll never know. No. Um, <laughs> that's all the games wrapped up from yesterday. Um, what happened in today's games? Should we start with um, Leicester, Man United? Oh, what, what an afternoon <laughs> it was. That's they were just, taking the piss, weren't they? This, today, Super Sunday was super for once. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lester. It was, it was just pulsating viewing. Let's Even this, Esteban Cambiasso. Let's at least do this in chronological order. How good were Man United's first two goals? Yeah. That yeah. One from Falcao for for Van Persie. Just as I was about to, I was about to tweet something negative about Van Persie struggling <laughs> a little bit, and then bam. Yeah. It's the quality you expect, though, isn't it? Falcao, Di Maria, Van Persie. It's the kind of goals they should be scoring against teams like Leicester. No disrespect to Leicester, obviously, they won the game. But, but then, And then, just a, a minute or so later, that second goal from Di Maria. Mm. Oh. <laughs> it's a beautiful finish. Yeah. Uh, then, what, Leicester hit back almost immediately? Is it Ujoa? Yeah. This first of the afternoon. 
Uh, it was 2-1 at half-time. That's the one, Man United 2. And then um, Herrera got the score in on the way in the second half. A clever little flick as well. Yeah, lovely. And, and that's where the nice things I've got to say about Man United ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then they tried to defend uh, a 3-1 lead. Uh, an urgent penalty, uh, penalty followed pretty after that. Was uh, that the one that was a joke or was that the other? No. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. The first joke, the first penalty was ridiculous, wasn't it? Never a penalty in no. any stretch of the imagination. Firstly, it should well, have been there's a two reasons. There's two reasons why it wasn't, wasn't a penalty. There's two reasons why it wasn't a penalty for me. The first one was that, 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 that I don't know what to call it from, should have been uh, that, well, the um, assault on Raphael <laughs> should have been should have been a free kick from my mind, but then he retaliated in a similar vein, but with far less force, and that was deemed a penalty. But and what made what soured Leicester's victory a little bit for me was in the uh, post match interview. Jamie Vardy, when asked about the situation, just went, "Nah, it's just strength, just strength." And I was like, "No, it was a foul." <laughs> 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 and then he uh, asked about the penalties. Yeah, definite penalty. Yeah, he's gone through me. I was like, <laughs> no, no. Everything you're saying is wrong. Yeah, you're in the Premier League now, Jamie. This is not non-league football. People are watching this. Yeah. You're not being asked questions by Manish anymore. <laughs> or Addy Hinchcliffe. Uh, then we've got Cambiasso scored. Nice to see Cambiasso on the pitch, let alone scoring. Uh, yeah, Jamie Vardy in the 79th minute of the goal and then Ujoa finished it off 83rd minute second penalty of the game and that was that should have been three penalties it was that much of a penalty <laughs> that up for the earlier one I thought that there was the two main issues was just they just somehow were getting so overrun in defence even when they had when they had 11 men mm. so often the ball they'd break down Leicester would break down their right-hand side and it would um, Tyler Blackett would be forced to go to the ball and then there would just be someone who's just running off their marker and I thought that Blackett seems to have got a bit of a caning but I thought Marcus Rojo was awful. Yeah. Position he was the worst of a Rojo's. bad bunch. Giving the ball away, out of position. I thought more than one occasion. On the... Um, on the f- the fourth goal, that that could be he's he's out of position and gives the ball away. Mm. He's at fault for the first goal as well, where he's been. I think it was Vardy down the right hand side. He's out muscled him and then left him for dead by the touchline. He hasn't stopped the cross. Not good. And I mean, then t- also the the second part being that it just. Once Man United went behind, or even got, they're just their attacking play fell to pieces. Yeah, it started being a bit reminiscent of in the World Cup when when um, Van Gaal just went well, I'd just hoof up to Huntelaar and it got lucky. Mm. Yeah, tactical genius apparently. I mean, Tyler Black is now uh, suspended. Yeah, could be a blessing in disguise, but Johnny Evans is out as well. They got West Ham next, so riding high as well. Apart from that QPR game, Manchester United have been dreadful this season. Yeah, I mean, for all the stick the Man U fans gave Moyes, can you imagine what it'd have been like if his start to the season would have been like this? This is what. Yeah, this is miles worse. Yes, <laughs> he's just lucky he's got a different name. He's, he's lucky he's not called David Moyes. Because <laughs> yeah. at the moment he's, he's Louis van Gaal For all the amount of cash he's spunked He's, he's, <clears> he's not really coming up with the goods for me No How much is David Moyes enjoying this though Do we reckon He can't wait for Super Sundays at the minute <laughs> <laughs> I just said something that was brilliant On Twitter was that um, Under Under, <laughs> under David Moyes Manchester United just seemed to love a cross Didn't they there was those games mm. where they had ridiculous crossing stats. And then how angry must Moyes have been at the beginning of that game when he sees a cross as good as the one <laughs> Falcao put in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think there are 
big differences. And you talk about the, the amount of money they've spent. That sort of themselves sort of suggests that there's going to be time. There's, do, do people not think that you can sort of see things happening at least in in that glimpse at the beginning? Manchester United looked very good today. Going and, forward, yeah. But they didn't have that under Moyes. They had nothing under Moyes. No, true. They had Rooney and he had to try and do everything himself, didn't he? The challenge I think there is as well is that, OK, I'm sure they've got the money to go out and buy a whole load of, a whole new defensive lineup if they wish. But defences don't gel straight away. They, they can take years to develop. Mm. Man, you don't have that time. So, you know, when you lose people as good as all right, with Slayton, but as good as Ferdinand and Vidic, that's, you know, you're going to struggle to replace them. Mm. Well, you say that, but you say they take years, but could could that not just be Jones and Smalling? At what point under in any of these games is, do we think that Louis van Gaal has had his first, the first choice sort of defensive five players he'd want to play fit? I'd say... Never. Never. Uh, yes, because Blackie's been in for the, since the start, hasn't he? Luke Shaw hasn't played a game yet. No. He's probably forgot about him. He's probably still training on his own somewhere. <laughs> he was on the bench today. Oh. He did look a he looked a bit like a competition winner today. He, <laughs> he was sat there in his in his full kit, shin pads, boots, everything on the bench. Pink boots, chewing gum. Yeah, yeah, jacket undone, looking like he was ready to come on, and <laughs> back out just ignored him. <laughs> £30 million pound well spent. Yeah. <clears throat> Although, let's move on to uh, Tottenham. They lost uh, a home to West Brom. Uh, James Morrison with a 75th minute goal. <clears throat> Anything to take from this? It wasn't on TV, obviously. Not they great. Just do this. They just do this sometimes, don't they? Yeah. It's just a very Tottenham thing to do. Mm. <laughs> How did they get on in the uh, Europa League midweek? That was 0-0, wasn't it? 0-0. Yeah. They're starting to draw a couple of blanks. I think it's the uh, that Europa League hangover might have had something to do with it, even though they left a few at home. The lack of but strikers. If you're chopping and changing, yeah. <laughs> they've got either Adebayor, who's brilliant, or abysmal. Roberto Soldado, who hasn't quite hit it in England yet. And then Harry Kane, who's more likely to score an own goal at the moment. <laughs> you kind of wonder the right end. You kind of wonder with Soldado is whether his head's gone. Yeah. Whether he's got a stick in his first season. He doesn't want to be in England anymore, so you just think, how much. If I just. If I keep being rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably looking at Alvaro Negredo, who was good last season, and still yeah. get, got to go back to Spain. But reportedly, yeah. Soldado was fairly sharp today, so. Uh, forced a couple of good saves out of Ben Foster. Hmm. He's a very a good, good He's a very good player, but sometimes it just doesn't work with teams, is it? No, sometimes teams just don't fit. Sometimes mm. it doesn't work in leagues as well. Well, yeah, just yeah. Every league has a different style, and maybe he's just not suited to it. He's got. There's no denying he's a good player. Important win for West Brom as well, because if they oh, had yeah. won, they'd have been bottom of the table. Mm. I've I've got West Brom down. That level on points with Man United at the minute, one point behind title winning Liverpool. Let's move title on winning to... Liverpool? That was in 1991, Ross. <laughs> no, this is this season's title winning Liverpool. Oh, right, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Move on then. Everton 2, Crystal Palace 3. Adam, what happened here? I can't you'd set you off nice and early. Well, I can tell you much about this as I can about the Tottenham game. Yeah, it wasn't I, on TV. I can tell you I'm annoyed. <laughs> Palace remain unbeaten under Neil Warnock that's annoying and Palace pissed on our chips in, in, at Goodison Park last season as well did they didn't Warnock win at, with QPR there at Goodison Park last time as well oh, no. I think the co- the combination of the two <laughs> was an unstoppable force it was it was always going to happen <laughs> I can't, believe Red, I can't believe he's a fucking Premier League manager to start with. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on before I get too angry with this one. Man, Man City won, Chelsea won. 
Um, Shell opened the scoring late in the second half, and then Colin, you must have been very happy to see this. Frank Lampard, 85th minute. The magic sticks it to Chelsea. The magic never dies. My two <laughs> favourite things about Rand- about the Lampard goal was that the Chelsea fans sung Super Frank as he came on the pitch. <laughs> And also, as he scored, Martin Tyler said, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was everyone's reaction. <laughs> Frank, what have you done? There's an excellent picture on the BBC of him scoring and John Terry diving in the way to try and stop it. Uh, two old boys there, one scoring plus the other one. But I, I missed this game. How was it, though? Was it one of the usual, um, like an old school kind of uh, top two teams playing each other? I enjoyed affair? it. I thought it was a good game. Um, the ball didn't get in those games. I thought the ball gets used to get far too bogged down in midfield. Mm. Um, I didn't think that happened this time. I thought that um, Man City were very impressive early on, and yeah. that it was always going to come that the game would <clears throat> would be all about the counter attack for Chelsea. But they were just they were so unimpressive in that area especially in the first half and I thought the the game was crying out for Schürrle and he didn't have to be on the pitch too long to score but then he was the sole reason for um, for Lampard scoring because he just let James Miller run off him yeah that's my word there's some uh, um, Phil McNulty player ratings on the BBC website um, Zabalea got a five is that a, about right well, I got sent mm-hmm. off, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Company got a nine. Man of the match. Uh, nine's a bit much. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. did well. We kept... I mean, Costa was fairly quiet. Well, it depends. What what ratings did he give to the other three centre-backs on the pitch? Uh, Mangala got an eight. Terry got a seven. Cable got a six. I think that all of... Then, then Company doesn't deserve that nine, because I wouldn't say he was any more standout than the other three at all. So Zabaleta got a five and he got red carded. Uh, Fabregas and William both got fives. I'm assuming they played 90 minutes. Uh, no, William went off um, for Schürrle, but also at mm. the same time he picked up a, seemed to pick up a bit of an injury. But I think that either way that's happening, I think that's a harsh mark because I think the Chelsea lineup could have been 100% predicted player for player, well, yesterday. That is the team that's played every game, isn't it, this season, pretty much? Well, no, because the Ramirez was in there to play alongside Matic, so Fabregas could play further up instead of one of the two, which you could. I you knew that Mourinho was never going to go for against any of the teams he thinks are more dangerous, and he just loves William in these games for his work rate, and he put put in a, another good defensive shift in this game. Sacrificing Oscar a lot this season, though, he was amazing last year, and he had a pretty decent World Cup. He's hardly getting the game. Didn't come off Did the bench today. I think uh, you're watching a different Oscar to me then, Russ. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was all right. I don't know. That's all of the, this weekend's Premier League games wrapped up. Colin, Leeds have won two games in a week. What's going on? Something strange. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. The thing is, I've, I've been, you know, the last few games that Leeds have played... Um, it's been very, very different. Leeds look very, very good. Passing the ball around, scoring goals for fun. And I thought, you know what? Do you know what? This could be the year. And then I, then I said to myself, no, no. Sit down in a dark room and just regain <laughs> your senses. Yeah, because the thing is, what Leeds fans have had for seasons is just the same old turgid rubbish in put in front of them. And now the fact we're actually seeing some quality, everyone's getting a little bit, excited but the thing is what I do quite enjoy is that um, Leeds fans can be rather pessimistic and they, they love nothing on social media better than, than a crisis and yeah. we've had a fair few we have one about every fortnight and um, <laughs> they love moaning about that and, and I'm just enjoying some of the people I follow on Twitter just not being able to have a go at anything you know yeah, you, may just, I've, you may see I've not tweeted much recently you said, but you've only won two games in a week, so that there's still time for. If there was a crisis a week before that, there's still time for a crisis to come in any day now. 
We're unbeaten in four of our last five ever since uh, the unusual Dave Hockaday was fired. Uh, kind of makes that appointment even more odd in the first place. <clears throat> We've got a new manager incoming that no one really knows anything about. We've got quite a good record uh, in Slovenia and somewhere else, I want to say. <laughs> Darko Milanic. Yes. Is that the country or the person? <laughs> Uh, he's in Austria, sorry, that's it. Stay on grass. Um, some other championship scores that stood out. Middlesbrough beat Brentford 4-0. Uh, Norwich came from two behind again. Only managed to point this week, though. Fulham lost yet again. Loving this. Beaten by Jordan Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, one, uh, man sent off as well. Uh, one point from eight games. Um all that, that, that cheese therapy is clearly not working, Adam, is it? Well, did, I don't know if it wasn't right up until now he's gone. He's taking the cheese with him, Russ. <laughs> this, this, the Felix, cheese and gone home. this is a Felix Magat story. I think you should should expand on it a little bit, Adam. <laughs> Essentially, Felix Magat decided that to ignore his physios and instead to send them on a cheese run. <laughs> Because the way players such as Brie Hangland could get over probably quite severe muscle injuries was not through any sort of um, licensed medical procedures, but was instead to sit on the end of the operating table with um, a big block of cheese <laughs> on the sore area. <laughs> mm. Different. Was it Wensleydale? <laughs> I believe the type of cheese has gone unreported. Mm. Got to be cheddar. Got to be cheddar. <coughs> Any other standout performances in the championship this weekend, Colin? Uh, Nottingham Forest were held to a nil-nil draw um, at the Den by Millwall. Uh, until yeah. that point, Nottingham Forest were the, the guys on fire. So that's helped to, to haul Nottingham Forest in a little bit. Oh, yes, yeah, closed up a bit now. 18, 17, 17 at the top. Wolves right up there. Playing brilliantly. Conceded only, I think, three goals this season. That might be completely inaccurate. I had something around that earlier today. I think it's just, you know, what I'd say in summary is that it's just as crazy a championship as I've ever seen. Um, again, anybody can beat anybody on the day. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a topsy-turvy one. And, you know, whereas we've, made some fair predictions I think for who's going to do well in the Premier League and who's going to go down uh, apart from one or two teams I couldn't really even hazard a guess where they're going to finish no pre-season favourites Fulham bottom of the table so yeah like you say very random uh, Greg talks to me about Portsmouth 1 Wickham 1 um, I didn't go but last cricket game of the season yesterday but um, it sounds like a game that was had more talk about time wasting than the actual football played Oh, really? Um, more people, seen more people went to Fratton than uh, Loftus Road, didn't they, yesterday? They, yeah, there was eight more people at Fratton Park. <laughs> and they, I suppose you, uh, a lot of people would say, yeah, but QPR were on television. But Portsmouth were in League Two. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's a factor that's a bit worse than it being on television. Yeah, I should um, count it. Yeah, um, I think we, Wickham... Uh, a third in the league, despite you know, staying up on goal difference last season. Mm. So they're a bit of a surprise package. I suppose it's not a defeat. It's something to build on. It's point. And uh, it's four points this week. So I suppose I can't really complain. Very top of the table. Beat Burton 3-1. Yeah, I think they're, um, a lot of people, myself included, expect them to be um, up near the top at the end of the season. They've had a big overhaul of, of personnel including the manager that they've got David Flickcross there who I think will do a good job mm. um, yeah I'd, I'd expect them and Burton to be the, the two to beat in League 2 this season yeah I'll back Burton pre-season to win the league so I'm happy they're around the, around the top two okay so we're going to play a game now we've got a little bit of time before I need to go and watch some NFL football um, so what we're going to do is um, I'm going to give you some players who have been injured in slightly bizarre ways and I want I'm going to give you the player and the offending item in the injury, and I want you to tell me how they got injured. 
So you can all shout out whatever. Uh, if you think you know the answer, just shout it out. First one to get it right wins. And you can shout out as many times as you want, Adam, before you say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so our first player and bizarre injury is Yari Lipmanen. And the offending item in this injury is a Coke can lid, uh, ring pool. How could that cause an injury? Stuck up his nose. <laughs> no? No, that's not the answer then. Um, s- sliced his fingernail off. I'll give you one more guess. Colin, any ideas? I, I don't know. Did it, did it come off and hit him in the eye? He's got it in one, yes. I'm sure I've heard heard about that one, but... And the thing is, as well, it must must be going back a few years, because ring pulls don't come off anymore, do they? No. That was, like, in the 80s, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Yari Littman is that old. It was 2005, apparently. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Uh, Littman was hit in the the eye when a ring pull lodged in the... uh, Hit in the eye by the ring pool that lodged in his cornea after pinging off a coke can. Maybe he was on international duty when that happened, Colin. That would explain why he was (laughs) drinking 80s soft drinks. (laughs) It's just a very, very old can of Tango. (laughs) All right, let's go for... um, Former Aston Villa fullback and diminutive fullback, five foot four inches... Alan Wright and a Ferrari. Uh, run himself over. <laughs> Classic Brian Harvey. Did he pull a hammy? Because the clutches, were, the pedals were too far away. You're right. Well, you've almost got that in one. Colin, can you top that? No, not really. No, he uh, he put his knee out while stretching to reach the accelerator in his new Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, apparently he swapped the car for an, a more sensible Rover 416 after the injury <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh, let's see what we've got here. I think we all know this one but Kirk Broadfoot and an egg I don't know this one um <laughs> Uh, Someone... A microwave is involved also. Pardon? A microwave is also involved. Uh, give him some sort of burns. Yeah, I'll give you that. It exploded in his face after he tried to microwave some poached eggs. <laughs> 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 oh, footballers. <laughs> All right. Um, Alessandro Nesta and a PlayStation controller. Nesta slips and <laughs> accidentally the controller finds itself inserted in his anus. Um, unfortunately I mean, not. That's his story and he's sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. Greg, Adam, any ideas on this one? Did he throw it at a wall in a, a fit of FIFA rage and it bounced back? Hit him in the eye. I think he was playing. He was playing. I think Greg's almost got it. He was playing FIFA um, at um, at the Milan training ground when he was playing against um, Filippo and Zaghi, and it was a tense game um, in the semi-finals of their their inter-team tournament. When deep into extra time uh, in the, this this game at one all, um, Zaghi scores a goal celebrates, hasn't won, only to find out that he was ironically offside. And <laughs> in a small bit of gloating, Nesta then gets battered over the head by, by Nzaghi. Unfortunately, it's nothing quite that dramatic. Uh, he ruptured one of the tendons in his left thumb. Um, he was out for a month and he had to have surgery. PlayStation's kids are dangerous. OK, let's go for former Sunderland striker Kevin Kyle and... A jug of boiling water. Oh. <laughs> Tips over his genitals. You got it in one, yes. He had scalded testicles <laughs> and uh, fairly serious burns to his inner thigh area. <laughs> he was warming a bottle of milk up for his child uh, when the child kicked the bottle over. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, 
<laughs> Let's have a look what else we've got here. Okay, uh, this is a classic. Uh, Darius Vassell and a drill. Oh. Um, I actually know this one, so keep me to the end. I think I know this one, so keep me to the end. Okay. I reckon it's something to do with a toe. Did he have like a blister? I reckon he had a blister and thought it the best way to pop it would be use a drill. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, he had a he had a blood blister on his big toe and decided to uh, drill through it to drain the blood. Why? What? Well, <laughs> why did we come to that conclusion? I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> drill and, my foot. Maybe he just didn't have any safety pins. <laughs> and obviously his foot, his toe became infected, and he had to have the nail taken off. Um, right, this is uh, going back a few years. Darren Barnard, anyone remember him? No. <laughs> this is more quite championship. He's a, he's a former Barnsley Barnard. defender. There you go. Um, and his puppy. What happened here? Oh, didn't he um, slip on a puddle of piss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was yeah, out for yeah. five months with a torn <laughs> knee ligament. <laughs> oh, that's... Sounds painful enough. Yeah. Um, let's see if we go any more. Uh, Leroy Lita and his bed. Put his hamstring getting into bed or out of bed. Mm, close. Pull his groin. <laughs> was it uh, an IKEA job and he was? Trying to assemble the bed, but didn't have the right alum key, <laughs> and get smacked in the face with a piece of wood or something. I can tell you that putting an IKEA bed together is a two-man job, and if you try and do that on your own, your you will get <laughs> injuries. Will occur. Experience talking there, so people. <laughs> uh, Greg, any idea? No, what was it? Too hard. He gave him a bad back or something. <laughs> Uh, the official line is he, he stretched too hard in bed and uh, actually pulled his back. He was unable to move, so he couldn't go to training. Um, what about Richard Wright and his loft? He was um, out for a month because he didn't have any loft ladders um, and he locked himself in his loft and no one knew where he was. <laughs> <laughs> or cared. <laughs> yeah, this happened while he was at Man City. <laughs> He's still locked in the lift now. Uh, loft now. Uh, no, he actually he just hit in his shoulder when he fell backwards through the open loft door. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> just be more careful. Yeah, he needs to be a lot more careful. Uh, that's pretty much it. I wasn't keeping score there. I just wanted to. I think there's my favourite one. When so I think it was um, a commentary player. I'll quickly look it up. He he pulled a muscle eating lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> there's the classic Canizares dropping the aftershave bottle onto his um... foot. And Evan um, Gara running himself over with his Ferrari. Yeah. Because he forgot to put the handbrake on and it crushed him against a wall. <laughs> breaking his own leg. <laughs> Didn't Ian Walker iron a shirt while he was wearing it once? Is that real one? Is that Urban Myth? <laughs> Mickey Adams revealed defender Andrew Wing was forced to miss last month's home defeat against Hull after pulling his hamstring eating a dish of the Italian classic lasagna. <laughs> That's from the uh, um, Birmingham Sunday Mercury News. Italian classic. Eating his dinner would have sufficed, wouldn't it? Yeah. It all goes on to say how he's not um, um, bothered by people shouting pasta at him. Proud. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, I seem to recall as well. Didn't Rio Ferdinand injure himself? It, he'd been signed. Was by he running a... for a drug stand? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's being chased by a doctor. Um, <laughs> he had been bought. I think it was thirty. Was it thirty million quid from West Ham to Leeds? And I think he, he injured himself before he'd even played for Leeds or something. I think he was trying to pick up a, a PlayStation controller. I think he bent over to get it from his coffee table. And he, he put his back out, I think. There's a, oh, if that's true, there's a couple of Ferdinand ones. He uh, suffered a, a tendon strain in his knee after leaving his leg propped up on the coffee table for too long whilst watching TV. 
How long is too long? <laughs> I don't know, but that sounds about right for Ferdinand, don't you think? Let's just beat him and find out how long is too long. He was watching some great banter on the telly and he just pulled his, pulled his hammy or something. It is not <laughs> You mean he was watching reruns of... Re- <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> alright shall we bring an end to this week's podcast then gentlemen we should let people know they can go to uh, com, where there are quite regular articles popping up now um, one well we've got two new regular writers uh, Colin Render who's writing about most things Leeds but occasionally other things um, and also Peter Swallow who uh, is uh, last article we posted was about how England must win back the hearts and minds to avoid being subservient to the Premier League so both very good reads. Go and check those out. That's manonthepost.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at manonthepost. Uh, you can follow Greg on Twitter at... Hey, Greg Kitchen. You can follow Colin at... Cas707. That's C-A-S-707. And you can follow Adam at... AdamSA101. And you can follow me at RossBell1984. Um, the Thursday Man on the Post extra podcast will be out again this coming week. There was one out last week. Emery, Chris and Mark all made their return. Uh, they do their usual thing. I won't slag them off this week because I haven't listened to them on a holiday if I'm honest. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much all. Uh, make sure you check us out on iTunes. Just one final thing from me, Ross. Um, and we'll probably be mentioning this over the next few podcasts is... Okay. It's that time of year when the Football Blogging Awards uh, are looking for votes on who is their best blogger, best website, blah, 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 blah. But most importantly to us, best podcast. Um, So you may find us over the next few days maybe tweeting you um, about if you fancy voting for us, it would be very much appreciated. Um, We did pretty well last year, but we didn't get enough votes to get us to the final, which is in Manchester. We got close, didn't we? We got close. Um, this time, it's it's our sort of vision, our sort of dream to try and get ourselves to the final. Um, so, yeah, just keep an eye out for that, um, and it'll probably crop up on uh, Extra Time podcast as well. It better do. <clears throat> if they're listening, it better do, Chris. All right, you hear that? So, until next week, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Adam. Bye. Goodbye from Colin. Goodbye. And goodbye from Greg. See you later. And until next week, always remember to have your man on the post.